I'll let you scoot by Miss Kathy here, okay? Thank you for coming to see us. Good job. We didn't get our hugging out of the way when she come in. That's how come she had to do that, amen? Y'all, I want you to picture this. It's time to rejoice in the palace. A prince has been born. Near the throne, all the king's advisors have gathered to make suggestions about the best way to announce this incredible news. They suggest elaborate ways on the, how to publicize and how to celebrate this great event. All have expressed their opinions but one. And the king turns to that one advisor and he says, How about you? What do you suggest? Do you have any ideas about how we can announce the prince's birth? And that one advisor says, well, I think that we should send messengers out into the fields by night and tell some shepherds about it. How ridiculous does that sound? And yet that was the way that God chose to announce Jesus' birth. God's ways certainly are not our ways. I want you to listen in Luke chapter 2. That's on page 905 in the Bibles in front of you if you want to follow along. If you've noticed, I have preached twice so far about the shepherds. They've captured my attention this year, and I'm going to touch on them again. In Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, the Bible tells us, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And being that uh, Eleanor's already told the whole world, I bring you good tidings of great joy, that Stephanie is 17 months pregnant. Amen. So we're going to be celebrating another baby, and uh, you be praying for Stephanie. Amen. Uh, also, let me continue on. For there is... Born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God saying, Gloria in excelsis Deo, that is to say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Somehow when I hear about these shepherds, 
when I hear about these shepherds coming to the manger, seeing the Christ child, it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Amen? I mean, if shepherds are important to God, then that means I guess I'm important to God too. If God loves the common people, then I guess that means he loves me too. But now I want you to listen to another familiar passage in Matthew chapter 2. And this is on page 849 in the Bibles in front of you if you want to turn there. In Matthew chapter 2, the Bible tells us, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And they were saying, Where is he who has been born, the king of Jews? We have seen his star, that beautiful star of Bethlehem. We have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. Now when Herod heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together and he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called these wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and search carefully for this young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw that star, they rejoiced and had exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. The story of the wise men is also a story of love and worship and adoration. These magi, were the upper class people. They represented the rich and the educated people. Did you know that God loves them too? But whenever we think of the shepherds, whenever we think of these wise men, images of love, of resounding joy, and everlasting love seem to come to our minds. But whenever we think of King Herod, what comes to mind? Darkness, hatred, and even death. In fact, friend, did you know that in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 2, we read this terrible statement? 
When Herod saw that he had been deceived by these wise men, he became exceedingly angry and he sent forth, and listen, he put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts two years old and under. Man, why do people react like that? Why do people react like Herod reacted? Why are some people filled with love and joy and happiness while others are filled with darkness and despair? I think that you and I can learn something this morning. I think that we can learn something about our responses to Christmas by comparing what the Bible says about the shepherds, the wise men, and yes, even King Herod. Maybe through all of this this morning, you and I will find that Christmas means a whole lot more to us. To begin with, I want to point out that some people this year will be prepared to receive the message of God. First of all, I think that God chose to announce the coming of Jesus to these shepherds and to these wise men. Why? Because they were prepared to receive the good news. Somehow, God made them ready. He made them ready for the planting of this glorious news. I mean, who understood the idea of sacrifice more than a shepherd? Think about this. History tells us that most of the sheep raised on the hills outside of Bethlehem were raised specifically for the sacrifices that were used in the temple at Jerusalem. You see, every year, once a year, every Jewish family was supposed to come, offer the sacrifices in the temple for their sins. And the sacrificial animal of choice was a lamb. They didn't bring the sacrificial lamb all the way on their long journey to Jerusalem. No, instead they waited till they arrived in Jerusalem and there they bought a lamb for the sacrifice. So these shepherds knew about sacrifice. They spent their entire lives watching little lambs be born. They spent their lives watching little lambs grow up to maturity, knowing that someday somebody was going to come and purchase them and take them to the temple to offer them as a sacrifice for their sin. So how appropriate that these shepherds we've been talking about, these shepherds would be familiar with sacrifices of sin. How appropriate that these shepherds would be the first to hear about the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. You see, they were ready for it. They were prepared for the news. Their lives and their minds were just uncomplicated. They didn't think of reasons not to believe. No, they just believed. They had faith in that. Their hearts and their souls were ready. And when God spoke through those angels, they listened to what God had to say. And they accepted that news with great joy. But you know, the wise men were also prepared. Apparently, they had studied the great prophets of Israel. 
And for years and years, they had been waiting and hoping for this day to come. And when they saw that bright light, when they saw that shining star, they knew that it meant something special. They recalled all the things that they'd learned. They were ready and they were ready to make their journey. Why? Because they knew the star meant that somewhere the king had been born and they wanted to come and worship him. So like the shepherds, these wise men were prepared and they were ready for Christmas. But King Herod, King Herod wasn't ready. Why didn't Herod see that star? I mean, if the star was bright enough for wise men to see in faraway countries, surely it was bright enough for Herod to see in Jerusalem. Why didn't Herod hear this announcement by the angels? Why didn't Herod see the heavens lit up on this first Christmas night? He could have seen. He could have heard. But he didn't have the eyes to see and he didn't have the ears to hear. Christmas came to Herod just like it came to the wise man, just like it came to the shepherds. But Herod didn't know it because his heart wasn't prepared. You see, if we resist God, if we ignore what God has done through Jesus Christ, then Christmas is going to come this year on December the 25th like it always does, but it will mean nothing to you if you ignore the truth of why Christmas exists. Christmas is almost here. Are you prepared for it? Are you prepared for Christmas? Is your heart receptive? Are your ears open? Are your eyes seeing? Can you hear God? telling you how much he loves you at Christmas. Some will be prepared to receive the message of God. Some won't. But we also find that some will make a journey of faith in order to see Jesus. Whatever they got to do, they're going to make this journey of faith to see Jesus. When they heard the message, these wise men and these shepherds we're willing to step out of their comfort zone and take a journey of faith to see this Christ child. I love the words of the shepherds here. Where the Bible says, shortly after the angels went back into heaven, they said to one another, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has, say has. It has happened, not if. Let's see this thing that has happened. They didn't say, let's go to Bethlehem and see if this thing is really true. They didn't question the message of God. They didn't question the announcement of the angels. They didn't sit around and think of all the incredible impossibilities. They didn't sit around and think of how, humanly speaking, none of this made sense. No, they rushed to Bethlehem. To see this thing that had happened. It was a journey of faith for them. So how about the wise men? Have you ever put yourself in the place of these wise men? Think about this for a second. 
Can you see the three wise men standing in their front yards? They pulled up the camels to the front door, and they're getting those camels ready for the long journey, making sure they're watered and fed. And they're getting loaded up with food and clothes and gold and frankincense and myrrh. They're getting ready. And then some of their neighbors come by. And they say, what y'all doing? Because they were southern, amen. They said, what y'all doing? And the wise men said, well, we're getting ready to make a trip. And the neighbor said, well, where are you going? And the wise men said, well, we're not really quite sure. And the neighbor said, well, do you have a map? And the wise men said, no, we're going to um, follow a star. The neighbors say, okay, what are you going to find when you get there? And the wise men say, well, we're going to find a king. And the neighbors say, well, what's this king's name? And the wise men say, well, we don't know. All we know is, is that we're going to follow this star until it leads us to the king. And when we find him, we're going to worship him there. See, for the wise men, it was a journey of faith. And often, faith don't make sense to the ordinary person. Amen? It don't make sense to most people. But their journey of faith could only be explained by a heart, a heart of faith that believes in what God says. But think of Herod. You know how much faith Herod had? No faith. He heard the message from the wise men. The wise men came to Herod's palace and they asked him, where's this one who's been born the king of the Jews? We saw his star and we've come to worship him. And Herod said like Bella says, wait, what? Wait, what? Where's the king? I'm the king. I haven't heard of any other king. And quickly he calls together his chief priests and they tell him the prophets that the prophets had foretold that the Messiah, that the King, the Christ was to be born in Bethlehem. And so while the King, the King was born just a few miles away, Herod wasn't ready to receive him and Herod had no faith in his heart. But you know, that's the problem. That's part of the problem. With Christmas, isn't it? Think about it. There's a whole lot about Christmas that can't be explained. You can't explain the virgin birth. You cannot explain angels announcing this newborn king. You cannot explain a mysterious star shining above the child. You can't explain all the drama. You can't explain all the glory. You can't explain all the wonder. It's a God thing, amen? It's a God thing, and it can only be understood through the eyes of faith. Do you have the eyes of faith to believe in Christmas? See, friends, before Christmas can be real to you and I, our journey must be one of faith too. 
Your journey to Christmas this year must be one of faith too. You've got to realize that before you can completely understand the wonders of God's love, you have to by faith be ready to accept it. Because if you wanted to summarize why Christmas happened, Christmas happened because God loves you. And so on that first Christmas and on today as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, some will be prepared to receive the message of God. Others will take a journey of faith in order to see Jesus. But did you know that some are even willing to pay a price? Some will even make a sacrifice in order to see Jesus this Christmas. Wise men and shepherds, they were willing to pay a price. They were willing to make a sacrifice in order to see Jesus. Just think about the shepherds for a second. When they said, let's go and see this thing which has come to pass, can I tell you that this was a major decision for the shepherds? It was a major decision. When they went to Bethlehem, they had to leave their sheep. They had to leave their sheep. Everything they owned was wrapped up in these sheep. And there at night, when the wolves were roaming around, ready to come and attack and kill their sheep, what did they do? They had faith. They had to say, I'm willing to leave behind all that I have. I'm willing to leave behind all that I hold dear in order to pursue, to seek after the Lamb of God. We're going to trust our flock to the great shepherd and believe that he will take care of them. And I'm sure that when they came back, they found every single lamb just as it was when they left. And from then on, God began to prosper them just in ways that they never dreamed before. Why? Because they were willing to pay a price, to make a sacrifice, and to place everything in the hands of God. Those wise men paid a price too. They paid a price too. Think about this. Those wise men left behind their families. They left behind their businesses. They left behind all that was familiar, all that was dear to them. They left it all. To follow a star, to travel a strange and possibly dangerous journey. Why? To pay homage to a new king and to give him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But not Herod. Herod said, Where is he? Where is he? See, Herod was afraid he would lose it all. He wasn't about to pay a price, and he wasn't about to make a sacrifice. He was afraid of losing it all. Are you? Are you afraid you're going to lose it all? I think Herod was like that man that approached God one day, and he asked God, Lord, up in heaven, how much time is a million years? God told him a million years is about one second in heaven. And the man said, wow, how much money is a million dollars in heaven? 
To which God replied, a million dollars is only about one penny in heaven. And so the man said, God, thank you. Could I have one of your pennies? To which God replied, sure, just wait a second. <laughs> That's the way Herod was. He wasn't about to let loose. He wasn't about to let it go. Friend, can I tell you that Christmas means surrender? Christmas means surrender. It means that if the sovereign God of heaven would look down and see us dying in our sin, what would he say? He said, I can't let that go on. I've got to do something about it. And so God surrendered. God surrendered his glory. God surrendered his power. God became a baby. And he walked among us as he grew. He breathed our dust. He let us persecute him. He let us spit on him. He let us drive nails in his hands and drive nails in his feet. Now that's surrender. But Christmas is all about, also about giving. It's also about giving, not just wrapped gifts to people we love. Christmas is about giving yourself. Giving yourself to God and giving yourself to other people. And so, friends, here we are this morning. Here we are. Some of us may be like these shepherds. We may be like these shepherds. We ain't got much. We don't know a lot as far as the world is concerned, but we're ready to listen. We don't know a lot. We ain't got a lot. But we do want to hear what God has to say. But others may be more like Herod. More like the wise men, first of all. Searching for truth. Asking questions. Knowing the promise of God is this. If you will seek the truth. If you will seek the truth with your whole heart, you will find God. But unfortunately, there are many that are like Herod. They're opposed to God and everything he stands for. They're opposed to his son Jesus and everything that he lived for. And they're not going to receive God if it's the last thing on the earth. And so every year at Christmas time, this incredibly great line is drawn. We, as the Lord's church, I believe, are like those shepherds and wise men. We're coming to Jesus to worship him, to learn more about him, and to learn how we can be more like him. But there are a lot of people out there like Herod. A lot of people like Herod who stand hard and stand cold against everything that God stands for. And they're resisting all that God is wanting to do in their life. So let me ask you this question. Into which category do you fall? Are you more like the shepherd? The wise men? Or are you more like Herod? 
Who best represents you in your response to Christmas this year? Are you responding like the shepherds did? Are you responding like the wise men did? Or are you responding like Herod did? See, God wants all the Herods out there to be like shepherds and wise men. And he's called on you and I, the body of Christ, to let them know how they can become like shepherds and wise men. But that's only going to happen when those people are willing to let it happen. When they're willing to be prepared to receive his message. When they're willing to take a journey of faith. When they're willing to surrender their all to God. Then Christmas can happen in their lives. Friends, in your decision time this morning, God's inviting you. He's inviting you to come to his manger. God is inviting you to come to his throne. God is inviting you to come to his cross. God is inviting you to know his love. And God is inviting you to be part of his family. The only question that remains is what will be your response to Christmas this year? Father, thank you for these incredible, remarkable examples that your word gives us. Father, my prayer for my brothers and sisters this year at Christmas is that we would all become like shepherds, just taking what we have and coming and celebrating the birth.